Why, hello there. This is just your official spoiler alert. I repeat, this is an official spoiler alert. Hi everyone, and welcome back to Conversations with the WODC. I'm Deanna. I'm Mercedes. And I'm Angela. And today we're talking about um, devs from FX, the miniseries. <sighs> yes. Uh. yes. <laughs> Where to begin? Where to begin? Where to begin? So, Mercedes, what was your research like? What did you... Because you went down a rabbit hole. Why? <laughs> yes. Well, the thing is, and I know you can't really squish, like, quantum physics or quantum mechanics into, like, a 30-minute window, but I was just kind of giving myself a crash course because I was like... I really want to understand. I think one thing that bothered me throughout the entire show is that I didn't understand the science at all. And I was just like, I feel, I feel dumb <laughs> watching this. <laughs> like, I'm like, I kind of understand what's going on. I can understand the emotions of the characters and maybe like the driving motivations, but I couldn't understand. And from like, from a science perspective, I was like, oh, it makes sense that this person would do this. But from the science perspective, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> Let's see. I just had to make peace with it. And I was like, okay, I don't know what they're doing. And then it's something quantum. I don't know anything about any of that. So I'm just going to accept <laughs> that I don't understand this science. But you know what? I know why they're doing it. I know a very basic piece of it. And I'm just going to enjoy the other aspects of the story because <laughs> I'm not a STEM person. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess you don't have to be, but I didn't get it, so it's fine. But then I was really, really angry because the entire time I didn't understand what they were doing. And in my mind, I was like, but wait, is it just a simulation? Like, I don't know what they're doing. But you're making it seem like it was something else. And I'm like, what? I was <laughs> right. That's it's the just- interesting thing that I found in the research because there, I guess there is a theory or some some strain of thinking that's called ancestor simulations and it's basically the idea of like we as a our existence could possibly be a simulation and there like maybe there's some some civilization out there that has advanced enough to create the science to create a civilization that is smart enough like that has the the brains that would ultimately result in what we have. Like a, a, a civilization is developed that is smart enough to be able to create their own mini simulated civilizations, but they are themselves simulated. And you can go back as far as like the dawn of that simulated civilization's time. But they say to do that, you need a computer the size of Jupiter. But in this show, it feels like they're doing it, but they've created this computer that is much much smaller, still pretty grand, <laughs> but much, much smaller. Yeah. Um, so it, our heads were going to hurt no matter what. That's the moral to the story. Our heads were going to hurt because of the creator of the show. <laughs> and if you've ever mm-hmm. seen Annihilation or Ex Machina, then you were always going to be like, what the fuck? But that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, before we continue, let's try and read a quick synopsis. Devs is an FX limited series that focuses on a a young software engineer named Lily Chan who works for Amaya, a cutting-edge tech company based in Silicon Valley. After her boyfriend Sergei's apparent suicide, Lily suspects foul play and begins to investigate. 
She quickly realizes that all roads lead to Forrest, Amaya's enigmatic CEO, and Devs, the company's secret development division. Yeah. So if we could kind of get into, like, episode one when we are introduced to these characters, what did you, what were your initial thoughts about, like, what did you think of Lily to start off? I didn't like Lily. Me either. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, good. I was about to say, am I supposed to like her? (laughs) No, I didn't like her. You know what? I really didn't like her throughout the entire series. It was something I was talking to Jay about. I was just like, there are points in the show where people are saying, oh, she's such a badass. She's a loose cannon. And I'm like, I don't see that at all. And she talks like a robot. (laughs) But Jay was saying that might be kind of the point. It's just like she, a lot of the people in the show feel very robotic. Like, especially Katie's character to me. Yeah, they're just going through Katie's character. With Katie especially, it it feels like she's just going through the motions at at a certain point because she knows what's going to happen. Even even though uh, Forrest said later that it didn't feel rehearsed when he's saying lines he already knows he said, but I I don't know. But that's how I I put the robotic nature went with the the feeling of the show because it's like, yes, they're they're not naturally doing things. It's it's already set in stone. They're just saying their lines, but I don't know. Well, I think, too, if you've ever met someone that is, like, a super STEM person, that's kind of how they are. Um, I mean, not all of them. Like, I don't want to make a generalization, but I've met a few people like that who are a little bit robotic and mechanical and just very blunt and upfront. And I mm-hmm. think, like, I think, if anything, Lily, Lily was kind of bratty to me. Yeah. <laughs> she was kind of bratty. I mean, she had she's had a really rough life, like a, a bad go at it after she lost her dad. Her mom kind of moved on, mm-hmm. and that sucks. So, I mean, I feel like she's just been really jaded in general. So, even when um, Jamie is kind of describing what happened when they broke up, the way that the breakup happened makes a lot of sense for her personality. How she was just very done with him, and then that was it. And then she moved on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that felt right for her personality. So, what I mean, what I enjoyed about the characters is that they were consistent the entire time. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a mini-series, right? It's not supposed to continue. No, I okay. don't think it continues beyond this. That's what I was hoping. Cause I, like I said, I liked completed stories, and that's why I like mini-series. And that's why I also think why she was able, or everybody was able to be consistent the whole time. It's like, the whole story was already set, and they all knew what their goals were going in. And it felt like that, but yeah, no. This this whole show was messing with me. But uh, actually, the the first thing that I've watching the show, the only the first thing that stuck out to me was that giant statue of Amaya. Oh my god! I didn't know what that was at first. Right. I was like, Where the hell are we going? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm was already creepy. creeped out. Yes, it was creepy. So, that was so weird. Creepy. I know. It did look very like I don't. It it looked pretty majestic in the middle of the forest like that. Mm-hmm. I will say I that. I didn't get that at all. I did not get majestic at all from that. Her, I was like, because she was so big. Yeah, well, she's and so just, like, big. Somebody, and like, I feel like throughout the show, they show her face more. And it's actually a really menacing look. It's not like, <laughs> yeah. at all. I, like, why would you choose that <laughs> of all the different? Maybe because it has like this, the maybe the symbolism of her like looking up like that with her hands. Since it's supposed to be a play on like I don't know this looks like a religious stance to me yeah kind I, of feeling, looking uplifted I did think I didn't know what the story was about going into it and I since her face was everywhere I thought they like were worshiping a child and I didn't know what was happening and then I realized it was more um 
of an uh, in remembrance of her but i was like everybody's just mm -hmm. okay with this i guess it's his company and he can do whatever he wants but i was like nobody thinks that's weird nobody thinks this giant statue of a child and her face on almost everything and playing on repeat on monitors is normal but well no i'm sure they didn't but i mean <laughs> If you're working for one of the best tech companies in the world, you're not going to question the, the CEO, that's you know? How you, that's how you get into and a it cult. it could just be like, <laughs> you assume the sentiment is like, oh, this person founded this company in in remembrance of their child. So if maybe they thought like, oh, that, that was the driving force to, the driving force of this company's creation. So it's every day that we're here, we're kind of like helping him to honor his daughter. But if only they knew how deep it went, like the whole purpose of the company was basically to resurrect his daughter. But okay, so here's my question. So he's been working on the simulation to get Amaya back. That's the name of his daughter. Mm -hmm. um, so once at the end, he ends up in the simulation which is still unclear how the hell that happens, but <laughs> yeah, um, I'm like, how? You just laid on your computer and it happened? But <laughs> anyways, what was he thinking was going to happen once they found the simulation? Was he always going to kill himself to try and join, or he was just going to sit there and watch Amaya for the rest of his life? I don't even know. I don't know. I think maybe because, because it's never really clear exactly when they start to look into the future and just kind of like figure out what's going to happen. So for me, it feels like maybe it goes as far back as they knew what was going to happen even before Sergey and Lily came into the picture. Like that was kind of like the kicking off point of this is where things kind of take a turn and really we, we get to the end point of what the ultimate thing is maybe it didn't play out exactly how he wanted because he had a different theory of how it should work but even looking at the science on that i'm not really sure how that would have helped him because he wanted a deterministic theory which as i understand it <laughs> having just given myself a crash course um was like things are already set in stone you can't change the path that you are on because it was already predetermined before you ever even existed so for him to be like, we have to create the system in this exact way. We can't change it because nothing can be changed. Everything is already set in stone. And I don't want to see any algorithms that deviate from that, like the multiverse algorithm, which doesn't make any sense to me because I'm like, okay, if you're creating a system where everything is already predetermined, it doesn't matter that you are creating a system to resurrect your daughter. She is always, she's, she was already lost to you. Yeah. Yeah, see, and she was never. That was never going to change because it was already set in stone. I, I'm, I'm not even going to touch that science. I'm just going to go based on some of the things some of the characters said. They had the one rule that they were only supposed to be looking back into the past. So it's, it really wasn't when it started. It almost seems like his goal had nothing to do with the future, and mm -hmm. he just always wanted to be a, able to go back to the past he had with her, and then that way she would always be alive. And then also, it seems like it, there was another part where he wanted to know that he had no other choice. He would always have made the same mistake causing or leading up to the death of his daughter. And so it's like one part was to comfort himself that he, there was no way he could have done diff things differently and there was no way she wouldn't have died. And, and then that way he, he can just keep going. I, I don't know. It, it was hurting my head. To like coming going. to terms with it. Mm -hmm. It's like it one part he wanted like, to have her. I could prove that this, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. One part of him wanted to be able to still have her and another part wanted to console himself that it's, it wasn't his fault. That's, that's what I was getting from it. But then as soon as they, they went into the multiverse and I got confused all over again, but the imagery was cool. Well, I think that's what annoyed <laughs> me though, because they were so set in stone on Lily's going to do this. You can't control it, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. Like, I think that's the thing that annoyed me was that they didn't understand even though they saw that one area there i don't think they took free will into consideration because they were so wrapped up in what they because they believed the computer so much and they believed their work that they couldn't see that there were any other possibilities when in reality i feel like they should have been able to take that into consideration and it would have saved them i don't know like the idea of free will never crossed their mind yeah. or it didn't I think it was like, because no. I don't know you would think if they're these tech geniuses they would have still even if there was like 0.001 chance that her free will would get in the way of something that was really important to them or mm-hmm. something they saw that they would have I don't know planned for that too I don't know it just didn't make sense and I feel like every movie that I've seen that's been about like time and things like that it's it's always been like something with free will messes something up or changes something. I feel like they were just too too into their research and their their own studies and science and what they created that they were super blind to any other possibility. Mm. Well, also because everything that they had said would transpire had, and I think that further perpetuated like our science is the correct science. So no matter what you say, I know for a fact because I've witnessed time and again mm-hmm. that our algorithm for this for life is correct well she showed them (laughs) yeah she did show them which i was that's what i was really hoping for but that's the thing that really confused me and that kind of it still bothers me stewart fucking it up yeah the thing is i was wondering i was like he's been sitting in this hallway all day and we know that he looked into the future earlier because he freaked everybody else in the office out I wondered if he had looked and seen what exactly was supposed to transpire, and that's why he was waiting there all that time, because of the idea that if it doesn't happen exactly how it's supposed to, then I have to make sure that it happens how it's supposed to, and kind of shut it down. Like, Forrest has to die regardless. Mm-hmm. Well, well, my whole thing is, Lily, like, the, the idea that Lily shoots Forrest in the way that she does makes no sense to me because leading up to that she's very calm Mm -hmm. and like then suddenly she just has this freak out in the middle of like the elevator i don't know what we call that yeah the platform (laughs) that vacuum (laughs) sealed chamber yeah whatever it is which is also a very stupid design by the way but (laughs) but i'm just like she was really calm so it, it wasn't believable to me that she would just shoot him like that I think that had to do with the multiverse. I think one version of her was didn't know everything and was very emotional. That's how I was seeing it. It was like, like maybe, I can't say the original form of her, but a version of her was very emotional and was very impulsive and she was going through everything and, and shot him. But the version of her we were experiencing was the one that was calmer. Uh, yeah, because that's the only way I can say it. And going back to... Uh, you're, what you're talking about, about free will, that's why where the whole devs deus thing came into play, because 
they said they were playing God. And I think that's why what Stuart was also talking about. He's like, he realized what they had done. And mm-hmm. I think his, his way of, I, he still, it's still, I still didn't completely understand why he was doing that, but it was, he realized they were playing God and he was ending it, I guess, in his way, but. Well, I think a- he also realized that if someone else got their hands on this technology, I mean, they could like say, you know, even if the military got their hands on this technology, could, they could use it against everyone, essentially, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was the thing, too, like, at the end when she was showing the senator and saying, like, I need you to just help me keep this system running, there was a part of me that was worried that Katie would kind of try and capitalize on it somehow. I know that's not how it transpired, because it's, as we see, she truly did love Forrest, Um, but the idea, it made me kind of think of, like, oh, this is kind of a darker version of what a prelude to San Junipero could be. Because they're saying, oh, it's like a simulated afterlife. So, but in that respect, what I was wondering then, I was just like, if they wanted to capitalize on it, they would have to code it to be like San Junipero. Because as it stands now, it's basically just a second chance at life. You get to live out your life under better circumstances, as opposed to being in the, the universe where things are shitty Forrest made the active choice to put them in the best possible scenario. And yet we still don't know how they get there. Yeah, yeah we still don't know. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> they, still, he, they coded their likeness, which I guess makes sense if you go back to the ancestral um, simulation way of thinking, which I do think that that has heavy ties into this because it does go into like the civilization that creates the ancestral civilization um, simulation will go as far back in time as possible um, and create brains that are able to think as, I don't even know the wording for it, that are as conscious and and free thinking as we are and that believe that they are alive, don't believe that they are simulation. The fact that they, at the end of the episode, or the end of the series, they were able to basically do that was pretty interesting because that simulated world also still has its own history that goes back to the dawn of its time. And they they were able to create simulations of everybody, everybody. My brain. I still don't like it. Yeah. yeah I'm still I, like, I don't get it. How are they in their computer? That makes yeah, no sense. Yeah, their consciousness I think it's being because in they there. Were, they were mm-hmm. able to develop code that was, that would develop these simulations of actual people so they took everything that was a likeness but it's still a simulation to numbers yeah so there's still simulations they know they're dead they know they're dead but they also they still have their mind they they still have their mind from when they were alive that they weren't simulations prior to that Okay, so the computer simulation has all of their memories. They themselves mm-hmm. are dead, mm-hmm. but in the simulation, their simulation has all their memories. So it just went mm-hmm. from one thing to the other. Okay. Yeah. One thing, one point I do want to make, because I think it was a big part of the theme or maybe like the main argument of the show, based on my research. The pilot wave theory, which is the one that Forrest really was for the entire time, which is that everything is predetermined. You, re- you basically have no free will. Everything has already been decided. Um, that 
apparently is not accepted by the quantum physics or quantum mechanics community as being true. There's a lot of them that think that, oh, this is a good jumping off point, but this is very much not a finished theory because it doesn't, there's hidden variables, I guess, that go into, into the calculations for this theory. And a lot of people don't like hidden numbers or hidden variables. So they're like, this is a good jumping off point. It does make sense because it is always correct when you do the math, but you have to take into account hidden variables and people don't like that. So that's why it only partially worked in the show because it's not complete. But the multiverse, I guess, is more widely accepted. And that's probably why the show in the end, when you were saying that Lily actually, we were seeing the universe where Lily's character wasn't crazy. Maybe the projection that they watched right before Lily was supposed to go out and shoot Forrest was in a different universe entirely. Because when Lyndon put that code in and she showed Jesus talking, that was on a different, that was using the multiverse method. Mm -hmm. So maybe they were watching the wrong thing. That makes sense. That see, that makes my brain feel better. Yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Now now I, I get it. But I also see why now he got so upset and he was like, Well, that's not my Amaya. Mm -hmm. Because it might not have been. And mm -hmm. he was in his grief, he was like, I don't want any other Amaya except my own. Yeah. And I think that goes back to his consoling himself because it's the fate versus free will argument, which is um, still super confusing. And then you have to divide, uh, divide science from religion uh, too. So if you do fate versus free will, in fate you have no free will, you're going to get there. But then other people say, well, your free will is, you have the free will in between your, your starting point and your destination. So it's like, it is your fate that you will end up at this destination, but you have free will on how you get there. So no, but that's it. like, that's kind of how I was thinking of it too, based on that theory. Because like you said, free will, I think that was a thing, especially with Sergey's um, computer, first computer demonstration at the beginning, where mm -hmm. it only followed the organism for 30 seconds and then it started to fail. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's because it's because we are humans as a species and I guess most living organisms are thought to be super complex that even if you have a computer, like it's not always going to be accurate all mm -hmm. the time. And like, that's kind of what I was getting from Sergey's original. So when we, when we went to devs, I was like, okay, so is he having them work out all of the kinks? Or that's why that like it took me so long to get to what they were actually trying to do because I was trying to put it together based on other stuff we had already seen. Mm -hmm. and I, I was, I mean, I wasn't super off, but I was not correct. <laughs> I knew it had something to do with his dead daughter. I knew that from the beginning because she's oh, everywhere. Here's, here's my question about that. His wife also died. Yes, <laughs> yes, he doesn't mention her obsession. Does he not care about his wife? The only her. time we hear him say that he also wants her back is like. At the very end when he's telling Katie, I just want them back so much. And I'm just like, finally, we see the, <laughs> you realize you also lost a wife. Like, <laughs> it was so, okay, so first, first of all, I was like, okay, so you guys were clearly in the middle of a fight when all this happened. So mm -hmm. wouldn't that give you a little extra push to also want her back too? Because you feel guilty about that. But then yeah. also, 
when they go to Forrest's house at nighttime and you just see a blonde on the other side, at first I thought that was his wife. And I yeah, was like, too. oh, wait, did his wife survive? <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But then I saw it I was Katie. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Katie had a level of confidence throughout the entire series that I was just like, I don't know how you exist in the way that you do. Even when Lily was just like, you're sleeping with the boss, she's like, yeah, I am. What are you going to do about it? I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I, think- I love it. I was like, we all need to be on Katie's confidence level. Yeah. <laughs> I want Katie's confidence. But she was also, I think, her confidence also stemmed from the fact that she knew what was going to happen. And so mm-hmm. she was like, I know how this is going to end YOLO. <laughs> part of me was like are, are all of these people real that's was like part of my brain was thinking that when they were a little more robotic than i would have liked i was like she's real right she's she's i was like she either has seen her life so many times that she's robotic or she's just has that disconnect and that's just her natural personality or she's not a real person i don't know but it feels to me like she might have that disconnect because she thinks literally everybody around her is stupid mm-hmm. and i think that comes into play when we see her in the classroom setting I was just going to say, and well, she, she's clearly incredibly smart, but she, like, she's smart and she knows it. So that's where the confidence comes in. But she also, I don't think it makes her a bad person. Like, I don't think she tries to be mean, but she also doesn't want, like, she got so upset at the professor. She doesn't want, she doesn't want other people to get wrong information. Like, she cares about Mm -hmm. that. And it's so random to me. She's like, no, that, why are you teaching them that? They're going to believe you. (laughs) She's like, and it's bullshit. (laughs) what I really liked about the show is that that scene when she's walking out and we get to see all the different her all the different Katie's from all the different universes Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool I think the way that they decided to show the multiverse in regards to how people reacted was really cool and really easy for the audience to understand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was a really great that those episodes in particular like that episode for sure because that was also the episode we saw the multiverse when it came to Forrest and his family in the accident. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting because it's like, oh, if you were going to explain this and put it into context so that people could watch it on TV, I think that's the really good way to do that because otherwise people probably wouldn't understand. Like all those things were happening simultaneously at the, like all together. It was the same thing. It was the same gen- general track of events, but it was cool to see it play out like this is all happening at once. Yeah. And that's why it's all happening on screen at once. It I have to say Lyndon's storyline really did break my heart. Well, okay, so he died in every situation, right? Lyndon's a girl. Yes. No, Lyndon's no. a guy. Lyndon's Linden? a guy. What? Mhm. Lyndon's a guy. Okay. They say it once in the show, because at the start, I was kind of confused, too, and so I was just using, like, non-binary language, because I couldn't tell, mm-hmm. and then when they refer to him, that's how you know. It's oh. in the last episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my thing about Lyndon, when we were seeing him fall, he falls in every universe, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone because we saw. Because he tries to decide, or to explain to him, like, oh, when he gets it, he's like, oh, so the the universe in which I don't fall is the universe that I'm back in devs. And it, it was so sad to see that he put all that faith in it. It's just like, no, I know I'm getting back into devs. Here's the nothing thing. to worry about. But here is the thing. If I'm Katie, why, why wouldn't I try to change that? 
why would I just let him fall? Because Katie thought it was all predetermined. She's like, there's nothing that I can do beyond this point. Lyndon's going to die because Lyndon was already dead. My brain was like, everybody that messes with devs gets myrtleized. So Katie was just like, yeah, of course you're going to get back into devs in one of these realities. And she's like, yes, go, child. Go climb over that railing. It'll all be fine. Just go. Yeah. I, I I I think, again, like that just goes back to her nature and her belief system. One, in the computer and just the type of person she is who's firmly rooted in science and not like necessarily the emotional bit of it. Like she pushes that to the back. And so Mm -hmm. she was just like, this is fine. It's going to happen. I'll be sad, but this has to happen. When in reality, I feel like anyone else would have been like, no, don't like stop kind of thing. Don't do it. No, don't do it. And the thing is, is like she essentially led Lyndon over the edge anyway, because she was saying like 10 seconds from now, you're going to be over the ledge. And then Lyndon's like, why would I do that? And it was the same thing that Forrest did. It's just like, you're going to shoot me. And she's like, why would I do that? <laughs> like, it wasn't even in their mind, but they planned yeah, the scene, and they, they don't realize the they're the reason it happens. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also, that might be another layer as to why Stuart was like, you guys are trying to play God. Because ultimately they were. They figured out this algorithm that suggested this is what the timeline is. It's deterministic. It cannot change. So they were just like, okay, well then I'll pro- just perpetuate it. Because that's that's my way of thinking. If my algorithm, based off of um pilot wave is correct then i'm going to just do what i know to be true but since it seems like the universe itself was it was running on the multiverse theory they were always wrong but people just believed in their science so much and i guess had enough faith in forrest and katie that they were able to be led Lyndon was able to fall off of the side of the dam can I just say Stuart was my favorite person at devs though yeah yes I I loved him and Lyndon like I loved their relationship well I like like I liked what um what Stuart stood for when he kept calling them out on being like uncultured and stuff because Mm -hmm. I feel like so many people who are stem people don't bother with anything else not realizing that other stuff can help them in their studies too and he was like well-rounded like person there where he had he was also cultured so he's like sitting there quoting Shakespeare or whatever and no actually was it I looked up the I I figured it wasn't Shakespeare it wasn't it it was that was what Katie said but she was like it's something like Shakespeare he's like who is Mark St. Anthony and it wasn't that either it was actually a poet from the early 2000s and the poem is obeyed by Philip Larkin Okay. Because I had to look it up because I, that whole sequence, I was so mesmerized by the visuals and mm-hmm. I heard, I heard Stuart talking, but I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how they layered, like how they mm-hmm. made sense to be going on at the same time. So I had to go back and look up the poem and see like, what the hell is that poem even talking about? And it turns out that the poem is talking about like the sudden feeling you get when you realize your mortality or you remember it. Like when you, it comes over you, like I am going to die one day and I will not exist. And that is just going to be the end. And how that kind of like makes your body tense up and become afraid because you realize this is your existence now and it'll play out until it doesn't play anymore. 
and it uh, freaks me out. See, I think that's per- I think that's perfect to like help us see where Stuart was and why he made that choice. Yeah, he you was telling I mean? them the whole time, but they weren't listening. Mm-hmm. See, that's why Stuart is my favorite, and like he call- he calls them all out on like not knowing certain music, and I'm like, well, it's true. You meet some of these tech people, and like they're so. Like, they, all they think about is tech, and sometimes they think they're better than other people because of that. Like, if you're into music or something like that, then they're like, oh, that doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. So that's why mm. I liked Stuart. He wasn't an asshole. And he lived in a freaking trailer. He was probably one of the yeah, richest underneath men. underneath the freeway overpass. Yeah. yeah. He's probably one of the richest people ever. And he was like, I'm just going to chill under this Even underpass. Even when Lyndon was like, I will buy you a new house. And he's like, I don't <laughs> want a new house. He's yeah. like, I'm chilling. This is fine. This is all I need. Yeah, that's why mm-hmm. some people like do van life because they, maybe just for work or something, they're never home or they always have to be other places. They're like, why would I need a fixed location that I'm never going to be in that often and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, I can just take my home with me or park my home where I want to. It's just, just go mm-hmm. with it. What did we think of some of the other characters? Hmm. Can I just say... I fucking loved that homeless guy. That <laughs> homeless guy turned to be Russian a spy. spy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was like the biggest reveal of the show. I know. I was like, that was the best one. I liked it. Yes. At first he I was like, was oh, he was just protecting her. And then he started counting in Russian. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I would be so pissed, though. I was like, why do I have the undercover job as the homeless guy? I was like, I can't have a house so bad. But no, he was amazing. He was cool. He, he... I was wondering about him from some of the first images. Did you know how we always get those flashes of images at the beginning of every episode that are yes. super confusing? He was like just yelling into the into oblivion, like in one of the open shots. Wasn't him. That, that wasn't, wasn't him. him. That was the one that stayed with um by um what's his name's trailer. <sighs> oh, that was that was the man he bought the one he bought beer for. That was okay. him. Okay, but yeah, but still, I was. I then who was who was dancing in front of the Buster? Oh, that that was him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no, mm-hmm. I was just, because they kept showing him. So I was like, he's very significant or he's just part of the environment. And that's why they're just setting the tone more. But uh, I wasn't expecting him to be a Russian spy. That was very cool. He was so he was funny. Really cool. <laughs> I, loved, I loved him. When he told Jamie. Thinking, yeah. When he, <laughs> he was like, I, I remember our, our deal, man. I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you. <laughs> he was like, I'm t- you're talking to me right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he was really cool, and it was very interesting to have him come in that moment, because Kenton was a fucking psychopath from the start. (laughs) Somebody should have realized that he was a loose cannon. Someone should have realized he was not stable. But I mean, to them, he wouldn't have been a loose cannon. He would have been someone who was doing his job. He was was making me anxious from the interview, because I've done a lot of background chats, and depending on how they ask you the questions, you can feel nervous even if you didn't do anything. And he was making me anxious. I was like, mm-mm, I don't like mm-hmm. you. Like when he was interviewing Sergey for security clearance? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The first, so that's the first time we meet him, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, the thing for me, because Forrest seems so like, oh, I have Kenton to do that stuff because I don't like to get my hands dirty. I am not that type of person, which is why it pissed me off so much that Willie was like, you've taken so much from me. And he's like, correction, I have taken nothing from you. And I was like, bitch, yes, you did. You set the ball rolling. (laughs) But I think that says a lot about Forrest's character. Like he was so, 
Like, he didn't take responsibility for anything. He was even trying to not take responsibility for be- having anything to do with Amaya's death. So he was just yes. like, nope, that wasn't me. Technically, that wasn't me. <laughs> it was predetermined, you know? It's just like, um, but I can me. I can see why in that sense he needed to die. Because then he would he could do some terrible things and just make an excuse for it later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do we? Out, but oh, go ahead, Ange. No, I was just, I was trying to see another character, but yeah, no, T- Tenton was. What what was his reasoning behind his himself? I don't quite Honestly, know if I understood him. I feel like because you remember when the senator went to visit and he was sitting in the lobby talking to the the senator security guard, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Oh man, don't you like miss the action and yada yada yada." I think it might have just been like that was his lifeblood. Him having that level of power over people and feeling invincible and feeling like I could fuck up anybody that I want to, I feel like that was what Kenton was all about. So it might not have been any particular, like, driving force. I think it was just force giving him the okay to be a crazy person. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) why he didn't like it. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. why he didn't like Pete, because he didn't like that. uh, when, When he went up there, he wasn't, oh, Pete, the homeless guy, he didn't like that he wasn't scared of him and he didn't know why. And, and I'm happy I, that that all tied together. He's like, there's a reason he's not scared of you. He can, he's mm-hmm. going to kill you. <laughs> How did you Can guys talk about though? Who? Oh, Jamie. That's what I was going to say. What a sweet baby angel. <laughs> I was so sad. He deserved better. <laughs> he really did. That poor guy. He was so sweet. He like bent over. He fucking rescued her from the fucking hospital. Mm-hmm. Like what? He was so sweet. And it, it's just like to to find like I'm sure Sergey was okay, but even after she found out like oh Sergey was a Russian spy and she was still just using Jamie to get to like I need to uncover these secrets, but I can't do it alone. But don't follow me Jamie because I'm a hero. <laughs> Oh my god, he would literally do anything for Lily. She did not deserve him, and he did not deserve to go out like that. No, it wasn't even, like, there was no fight. He just gets shot. Yeah, after, like, her fucking breakfast. I'm after putting that that nice little lemon wedge on. (laughs) I was just like, this person is too perfect. He's just an adorable man. But that's why, in the end, in the simulation, she goes back to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's like, I'm sorry I got you killed. Let's make it. But you can't say that because he doesn't know he's in a simulation. None of them yeah. know. She can't say that to anybody, which is the thing. I asked Jay, I was like, if we were in that scenario and you knew that we were in a simulation and I didn't know, would you be able to tell me or would you feel the need to tell me? Because I feel like I couldn't keep that in. And he's just like, well, I mean, even if I did tell you, you wouldn't believe me. I'm just like, you're probably right. I would need some proof. <laughs> The way, the way I, huh, yeah, the way I understood it is uh, Lily knew the one thing he wanted was her back, so in order to forgive herself for getting him him killed, she just went back to him, because that's the only thing he really wanted. He didn't need to know that the world is real or not real. I think think that by the end, though, I think she did, she was in love with Jamie again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think she was doing him a favor. Yeah. I think she loved him. Oh, true, true. Yeah, that is true. But I realized her mistake. (laughs) And Sergey is a fucking liar. Yeah. Freaking. Sudoku. That's the thing. I, I love that lasting look when, when she goes down the stoop and they're having that, that repeat of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gives, you know, right off the bat, like she gives um, 
the homeless, the quote unquote homeless guy, the, um, that look where she's staring him down, almost to say like, I know exactly who you are. And did you see him kind of be like, shit, does she know who I am? <laughs> How would she know that? And then Sergey being like, she's like, let me open up the Sudoku app. And he's like, no, it's just an app. Leave me alone. You're ruining my day. <laughs> I know. It's a I'm big like, day mm. for me. <laughs> but I was, there was a part of me that was wondering, I was like, is this a universe where maybe Sergey isn't a Russian spy? But then. No, those- because he hated Sudoku. And yeah, there was still. So even whether or not devs exist, like he's like, he could still be there to get other information. Hmm. Yeah, sense. and speaking of Sergey, him saying that he loved Lily during the third man, when they're talking about all the people looking like ants, I was like, oh no, that's a bad sign. It wasn't in a romantic scene, it was in a scene where they were saying how insignificant other people are, and that's when he confesses that he loves her. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, that should have been a warning flag. But I, I like that they, they put so much stuff just in the background that my it was harder for my brain to process because they're throwing random information at me. But that scene I thought was interesting. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't have trusted him at that point. But that's coming from a film standpoint. I don't know if she would have caught that. But, but I mean, also, that's kind of the type of person she was. She probably thought that was romantic as hell. <sighs> that's who she was. She wasn't like us. <laughs> We're just like, wait, what, what, what do you mean that you love me right now? <laughs> Why don't you say that in some other setting? <laughs> No. And I just say it was really hard to watch Ron Ron Swanson in this show. It because was because I love him. <laughs> he was still like a relatively decent person. No, I he wasn't. Guess. I mean, no, well, he no wasn't. I mean like he was a terrible person, but he wasn't entirely entirely unlikable, if that makes sense. You can tell he felt bad about what he was doing, but he wasn't gonna yeah. stop. Yeah. yeah. Because he had, like, a very selfish end goal in mind. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, he – I could understand that he was a bad person and he was evil. But at the same time, I I don't think he – if I were in Lily's shoes, it would be, like, he does seem like someone that could be a genuine person. He was just blinded by – Well, I think part of that, too, was, <clears throat> like, they were saying all these tech geniuses – like, they think they're God, blah, blah, blah. But I think in his grief, like, it really humanized him. Because mm-hmm. at the, like, at the end, he's doing all this because of grief. And that's a very human emotion. And it's just, there's so many layers to his character. And I think, ultimately, his downfall wasn't really much to do with the technology. It, everything got going because of his grief for his daughter. Mm-hmm. And that was ultimately his downfall because it led to him being selfish and he wasn't moving on. But it just said a lot about his character in that he he was like this all-powerful tech guy, and yet he fucking dies because he went a little crazy in his grief kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I liked that. I liked those layers. Layered characters. But he was still that a was, That was one thing that I didn't really... You remember when Lyndon broke into um, Stuart's home... And he was talking about, like, do you really want the power of devs in a crazy person's hands? But then the thing is, is that he, all he wanted to do was get it, get back into devs. I'm just like, if you understand the level of insanity, why? I mean, I guess, because he was also saying it was his life's work in there, even though 
I could understand why Stuart kind of laughed at that because it's just like you're you're 18. <laughs> but I just I don't understand that motivation. Like why anybody stayed when they realized they realized that that he was crazy. Yeah, they well, were... I think I think it had to do with like why he wanted to go back. Like he, they when they've been invested all of this time and two, it's a chance to be a part of something incredible like that no one's supposed to be able to do and they help do it so how mm -hmm. can they just leave that behind you know whether it's for a crazy person or not yeah they're there for the science they're there for they're there to to work the, through the problem it's not like it's not i don't think it's something i'd be able to wrap my head around because i would be i have other things in life but they are they're probably for them did any of them have lives outside of devs they really didn't get into anyone out, like anyone's backstory, yeah. except mm -hmm. for like Forrest and Lily and Sergei. And maybe that was in, that was like a part of it because they, the the hours were loose. I remember thinking when Sergey was getting that tour of the devs facility, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, um, the hours are pretty loose. You really work when you want, and we don't really want to overexert anyone." And it that's the type of thing that makes me so mad because I'm just like, oh, that's how all startups are. It's just like, oh, we have such a communal culture and you could basically do what you want as long as you're creating, man. And I'm just like, mm, why? That's not fair. <laughs> you get why? paid millions of dollars. You get paid millions of dollars and you get to just do what you want. I get you have like the brightest minds of the universe, but it's just, mm, I don't know. That's where my bitterness comes out. I'm just like, I'm smart too. Maybe not in that way, but I have something to offer. Somebody give me $10 million. <laughs> it's going to be okay, Mercedes. We're going to get there one day. Not as quickly as Lyndon got there, evidently. <laughs> that was, that's, that's what you just, call a prodigy. That's just fate. <laughs> <laughs> it was already written in stone. <laughs> So the music and the scoring of this fucking miniseries was, one, like, super epic, but two, it was a little extra sometimes, right? I actually really love the score. I no, liked it. I, I like how they added jazz and, like, it was, like, techno jazz kind of. You don't know, no, some of it was great, but other parts of it, I was just like, is this really necessary? <laughs> I don't think we need all these like weird church noises almost. Because mm -hmm. a lot of it, some of it, parts of it reminded me of something they might put for like an updated omen. Hmm. <laughs> no one got that because it felt very like churchy to me. Parts of no, it. Like, for me, it felt very like, it. I think it matched the setting perfectly, to be honest. I like jazz tones when it comes to like cityscapes. That's what I think of and the way that they were able to kind of blend it with like, what is it called? New wave or like that, that synthy kind of yeah. sound. Well, the synth, some of the synth stuff is what I'm talking about. Like it sounded like something that would be made for church, but tw twisted and edited. And it looks like, it sounded like something like if we were updating or making a futuristic omen, like that's the, that's, that's the, the music point. they would use. That's the point. Because I just didn't feel like the story was that epic at that the point. I was like, mm. of religion and science, Deanna. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. Every time, I was like, mm. it was unsettling. That's that's basically for me. It's like every time music would be playing, I'd be like, eh, eh. I think part of it that I was thrown off every time because it would always get super loud, and I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. all right, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> 
yeah they didn't want you to be comfortable because like if you think about it those are some most of the time those are some quiet a lot of them are monotone speaking it's like it's like the whole show was very very mellow if you take out some of the odd oddities and some of the music but it's like every time it's like if you're if you're getting lulled into like a false comfort they would like throw something really weird and it's mainly it was the visuals would be strange and then the sound would get really loud it's like wake up this isn't a normal place or something i don't Visually, know it was so pretty though mm-hmm. and i think i think that's another thing that you that is beautiful about cinema and film and television is that when you're shooting something visually that looks really beautiful you can immediately change the tone based on what you're playing in the background Mm-hmm. Like, so I could easily see like super calming, pretty music playing in the background, and it would completely change what the show is about simply based on the music. So, I mean, for that, I really, I really enjoyed, but just sweeping yeah. shots of Dolores Park. Dolores, yeah, Park, Dolores Park. I'm like, there are other parts of San Francisco. <laughs> well, maybe they didn't get the okay to shoot those, man. <laughs> I did like how they showed kind of depicting the homelessness of San Francisco as well as mm. against, you know, the tech Silicon Valley. Yeah. Of well, San that, Francisco. That's one thing that I really did like the, the Russian spy homeless guy. Um, he depicted what I like in my time living in San Francisco, obviously you come across a lot of homeless individuals and sometimes you get the chance to talk to them. And he, to me, pulling from my own memories felt like a very specific archetype of like there's a certain layer of like way that homeless people can be in San Francisco and he was a good depiction of a San Francisco homeless guy if that makes sense what is a San Francisco homeless guy just that type of vibe because I feel like you go it's different it's different everywhere you go if that makes sense. If LA, he didn't feel very LA to me if you've interacted with the homeless community there. Yeah. But do, you mean his per- do you mean his, his personality, personality or? Yeah, his personality. Should we talk about Sergey? Oh God, what is there to talk about? <laughs> I, I thought he was like super nice at the beginning and then we find out he's a spy and like you low-key felt bad for him. But then you think, man, what a douche. Yeah. I knew his watch was a recording device from the beginning, or because the way that he was, was... Yeah. He was so obvious. I mean, that was the thing I didn't get. I didn't realize that at the start, which is why when they they stopped him in the woods, I was like, what happened? <laughs> I thought he just went to the bathroom I didn't get it either. his watch. <laughs> I didn't get it. And then he started crying, and I'm yeah. all like, is he okay? What happened? I think it was because of the technology. Like, but I, thought, I was like, he saw, he saw something in the code, and it messed with his mind. It blew his <laughs> mind. <laughs> well, that is pretty mind-blowing, realizing that you're building basically a simulation for an entire civilization, or basically, you know, that, that, that probably would have that effect on someone, because then it opens up the possibility of, like, are we a simulation? But then we Everything- find out later... That it was, he was probably freaking out because he was a spy and he had to deliver all this information to Yeah, I think he was a spy. Well, when we, when we realized that he is a spy, I think there's still like the element of like, as a scientist, he was like, holy shit, 
this is way more than what I thought it could have been. I don't really know what to do with this information. This is groundbreaking and he still has to deliver it. But I think just like from, from a tech perspective first, he was probably just mind blown because he's just like, I've never seen code like this. Mm. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Um, sorry, a little off topic. Katie and Forrest thought the world was going to end. Is that basically what you guys got from their reasoning as well? That's what I was thinking, but... Oh, when, like, when they were describing, we when don't know what happened on this point. Yeah. Yeah. They think it was, it felt like to me that they thought it was basically going to be the equivalent of another Big Bang somehow. And that's what yeah. I was waiting for, too. I was like, oh, is something going to happen? <laughs> well, that's what they kind of have you thinking, and then it doesn't happen, and you realize it was probably just them, again, kind of feeding into themselves as gods and they created this technology that's too big for them you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and i thought katie was gonna die too huh i thought she was gonna shoot katie i know i um i thought she was gonna die in that cube with no elevator yeah to get out and then i'm like oh you should have built something the whole time to go get her oh okay man Stuart, what was the point of that <laughs> i think the point of it was to kill i think he thought because I read, I read an article and it was saying, it said something about like, at a certain point, you have to wonder who was ultimately the boss, if it was Forrest or if it was Katie. And I think maybe Stuart was thinking like, oh, if you kill the head, the, the rest of the body will die, essentially, like a zombie, like a weird scientific zombie. But if Katie was the one, like the true mastermind, and she was able to live, but now maybe she has her own layer of grief that won't let her continue the science either i don't maybe Forrest, maybe stewart thought that they couldn't do it without one another if they weren't perpetuating each other do you think that they continue the science or do you think that she just brings the senator in and lets the senator do whatever she wants i feel like the the project is too close to katie it's something that she built with Forrest that i don't think she would let the senator control it i think she's just like you need to help me keep this on this is what it does, but you need to help me keep this on. Uh, but at, at the same time, that feels very dangerous because letting in an outside source, especially a political source like that, I don't know. At some point, since Katie is the one that's like, I need you to help me run this system, why should the senator do that with nothing in return? Unless they are genuinely like, oh, holy shit, we can't let this get out. It would be too dangerous. But I'm thinking... American politics, everybody's trying to capitalize somehow. Mm-hmm. I think eventually that could turn into something very dangerous. And honestly, I thought it was the dumbest move Katie could have made. Same. Same. I was like, but she's just gonna use it now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why the hell would she do that? Why would you tell the senator? And did Stuart kill Forrest and Lily just to keep everything on track? Well, no, he did it to try and stop what was what was happening, right? He, I don't think mm-hmm. he wanted to keep anything on track. Well, the deaths, yes, but as far as, like, technology goes, I don't think it, it had anything to do with that, mm-hmm. you know? Right. I think it was more like, he's playing God and we need to, we need to kill God, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mercedes, does, in all the research that you were doing, did anyone kind of talk to if Katie chose to continue development? of the project what she would do like where else it could go 
No, I didn't find anything on that. I just think I just have my own theories of just like, if she's partnering up with the senator, eventually somebody's going to have to capitalize and then it's just going to mm-hmm. have to become San Junipero because no one's going to pay to, even though you can choose to go and um, you can clearly, Forrest showed us that you could choose where in your own history you land. You could go, because they were able to go back three days before Sergei was murdered. Mm-hmm. I think even if you did try to sell that to somebody, it it wouldn't make sense because you you would still end up dying. You would either have to code it so that it's exactly like San Junipero and you get to choose to just live forever in an afterlife that's of your choosing or your creation. Um, that's really the only way you could market something like that in my mind. Because otherwise, why would people spend the money to go and live again if they know that they're just going to die again? It's a lot. Yeah. Did you see San Junipero, Ange? Me? No. I don't know what you're even talking about. But I just... You, I, why you didn't you ask? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Why don't you explain oh it God. for people? <laughs> what did you think I was saying San Junipero so much for? I assumed you were talking about a movie. No, it's a Black Mirror episode. Oh, okay. So basically, it's a Black Mirror episode. And it was one of the most popular, if not the most popular of that season. Um... It was, there was this place, this simulated place called San Junipero that people could decide to go to um, after they die. You have the choice, you have the option of choosing San Junipero and just living out eternity in this, I guess, basically equivalent to heaven, a heaven of your choice, or you could choose to die naturally and just that be the end of it. Um, so San Junipero is basically that why I'm saying devs or deus would have to become San Junipero if they were going to market it is because that's the only way you could market something like that. People wouldn't pay to live twice and then die a second time. They would only live, they would only pay to live in a paradise of their own creation, a simulated paradise of their own creation. If the science is there, that's how they would use it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, how? Oh, I'm starting all over again. How did Forrest and Lily get into Deus again? I think Forrest said that the V is a Roman numeral. Yeah, no, no, it's, still... it's no, 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 no. She no. Meant, means at the end, not the word. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. No, because for a second there, I thought I remembered and I understood, but I'm getting more confused the more I think about it. It's because I understand how their consciousness is in it because their memories are all in the system and then they're Here's just my problem with that though. Yeah. How if if Katie didn't know Lily, how do they automatically upload everything from her memory? They're saying Dev's I think knows. she's going based off of what they've learned in their coding up to that point. Okay. Because they probably could go back and see her whole timeline. There was an episode, wasn't there, when they were watching those chess games or no, Maja is it Maj no it wasn't that wasn't Maja. It, it's Go. It's called Go. Oh Go. Yeah. With her dad. Right. Yeah. But they were watching her. her but technically, technically, because of what we've seen unravel, they could be wrong on some of the memories, right? Yeah. Aha. But she wouldn't know that because they're her (laughs) memories. I'm just saying. (laughs) Aha. Okay, continue. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, so, so (laughs) is it, is it Katie that continued them in devs or did they just naturally end up in devs? 
No, they didn't actually end up in Dev's. Yeah. Katie had to upload them okay, into good. the server. Yeah, for yeah. a second there, I, I think I forgot that that happened. I'm like, wait, wait, how did they get there again? But yeah, no, that makes sense because it's not like everybody's going to end up in Dev's. They were uploaded to the server, and mm -hmm. I guess other people could pay and choose to do that as well. But well, yeah, Some people still don't know how they got uploaded in Dev's. Like the article I read, they were like, it's still unclear how they got into Dev's, but I'm like, that makes sense. I think they them. just took the I think they just took the coding that they knew and created a specific code to create their individual brain simulations and build so that, then So that would mean technically in our reality they're dead. Yes. But they've yeah. been uploaded in our okay. They've been uploaded into our system that we created of the ancestor simulation. They've been uploaded into that system and created as simulations. So they're mm -hmm. still dead. They're just simulated now. Yeah, they're And they feel, they're sentient enough to feel real. But they're still fake, so, like, I'm not with it. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the thing, like, the entire time they're like, oh, this is, they're real. They're real. But no, they're not. They're a simulation. <laughs> it's not the same. It feels real. It feels well, real why, to the simulations. Well, that's why every time I turned around, I was like, is this, like... Is there something supernatural happening? I don't get it, but it's not. It's a simulation. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, they were just saying, they were like doing a comparison. They're like, if you break down what a human is to the bare minimum, you can recreate that in a computer. That's that's the, yeah. the understanding I got from it. But my head that's was... When, that's what Lily tried to explain to Jamie after they went and saw Katie in Forest, was that she's just like, they think that an entire existence can be broken down to code. Like mm -hmm. life itself is code that they can crack. And that's why it's madness. <sighs> it feels well, like it does exist in the same world as at Smachina. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like they're just like living in different places doing their little experiments. Uh, yep, yep, yep. It's really funny because I loved Ex Machina. And this, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I did, Debs isn't my favorite, but like, okay. <laughs> I okay. will say this, I'll give it the credit. It did make me, this is the first show in a while that I felt like I need to do extra research to continue watching. Otherwise, I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> See, that's, that's, so what I, I think I mentioned it before, but what I really appreciated about the show is that I don't think you necessarily needed to understand the science completely to enjoy it because mm -hmm. the story wasn't like, yes, the technology was a huge part about it. But at the same time, the story focused on the people mm -hmm. and why they were developing the technology. So it was interesting to see the lives of the people unfolding as opposed to yeah. just focusing on the technology. Mm -hmm. and and two like the acting was amazing so I feel I feel like I enjoyed the show because of that um and I think for me all I needed to know to enjoy the show was that his daughter died he's trying to figure out a way to get it back using some type of technology yes and I feel like that's all I needed to enjoy the show like, and Jamie is a sweetheart yeah and Jamie is <laughs> and a sweetheart Jamie. yes exactly he's the number one MVP <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I love how his family just was like, or I think it was probably his dad that he was talking to, mm -hmm. and he was like, well, can you tell me what's going on? <laughs> and he just makes up this lie on the spot, and his dad's like, I'm on it. <laughs> He's like, I got it. I'll do it. 
Which is so sad because in reality, Jamie is is dead and his family's probably still waiting at that place. I know. Probably expecting the worst now because that's the last they hear of him because he only ends up living like one or two more days after Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, because Lily's family or Lily's mother is in Hong Kong or Jamie's Mm -hmm. parents in Korea or in America. Because he was, he was speaking Korean when he, yeah, but no, 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 they're probably, they're probably in America as well, but no, I was just thinking, it's like, I don't know, I just, I was trying to piece together the backgrounds of some of these characters, because they were giving us little bits and pieces, but I was getting confused, but I was just wondering, like, how long is it going, like you said, how long is it going to take them to figure out what's wrong? What I liked about the characters that they created is that I would be happy with a separate miniseries based on each of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> because they were so interesting. And we, obviously we didn't get, like with, um, not Forrest. Um, who killed them? Stuart? Stuart. Oh, like, I was like, <laughs> who killed who? There's <laughs> a lot of killing going on. <laughs> like with Stuart, I would love to know what his background was. I think he would have a really interesting story mm-hmm. i think linden would have an interesting story and i that's what i appreciated about the show even though we didn't get that they they created full characters in that sense that's true like, yeah that you liked them or were interested in them all none of them felt like why why did we even include them yeah yeah could you imagine this as a book like how how hard would this be to understand without the visuals and the sound <laughs> it would be a huge book <laughs> I feel like they would have to explain a lot in that book. Mm-hmm. Oh, and was I the only one that watched this with subtitles? Because mm-hmm. I liked, when they started it's talking about science just with the worm experiment at the very beginning, I couldn't understand what they were saying. So I turned the subtitles on since the first episode just to have a little bit of a better understanding. That's why the poetry part was really interesting because I was actually seeing the lines. I wasn't just relying on hearing it. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is, this is, it actually made it a really cool experience once I was able to understand a little bit more, but I was, it didn't make it any less confusing, but it was very interesting. Overall, did you guys like it? Or did, would you recommend it? I, I know one thing. I Just never, certain people. Yeah, I, I never would have watched this on my own, and I literally never heard of it till you, who mentioned it? Was it you, Mercedes? Me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd never heard of it because, yeah, but. I'm not gonna lie, the only reason I was interested in seeing it was because of, um, what's his name? The writer? Ron Swanson. Oh, Ron Swanson? because of Nick Offerman. That was, that was honestly the only thing, because I don't, I know he's done other stuff, but I've never seen him in other stuff, and I've definitely never seen him in a more serious. A dramatic role. Yeah, in a dramatic role. So that's why I was interested in it, because with sci-fi, it's really hit or miss with me in Mm sci-fi. Some sci-fis I love. And some I'm just like, eh. So that was why I wanted to see it. And then when Mercedes brought it up, I was just like, yeah, that would be a really great conversation to have. I didn't think it was going to be as quantum as it was. This is hard <laughs> sci-fi, yeah. Yeah, but I I think this would be interesting to, for us to read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, yeah. I would love to see how everything is written down. So I, I'm interested in reading the script. Oh, yeah. I think that would be really interesting because um, I think sci-fi can get really complicated when you're writing if you don't do the research and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd be interested in reading in reading the script. But also, as far as recommending it, certain people I would, but, like, I'm not going to recommend the show to my dad. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. Or like, same. <laughs> I'm not going to recommend it to people. Cause I, I feel like my dad and like other people, they like sci-fi too, but I feel, I think that this would just make them, make them get bored mm-hmm. and be like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. That, that being said, I wonder like how sciencey people would feel about the show because i know a mm. lot of doctors when they see medical shows they're like yeah no we wouldn't do that but um based on how this this writer's history i'm thinking he like you even your research mercedes i think he did really good research and probably the science is pretty sound because that's that's kind of his history when he does science or the, mm. from my understanding i don't like i said i'm not coming from a science background but i really would like to see um, um somebody who has a science background how they how they felt the show approached everything. That would be interesting. But yeah, from my side, I think I'm he just... chose. Oh, go ahead. Answer. Oh no, I was done. I was just saying, from my side, it's it's more of a headache. It was still an interesting experience, but it's not something I would have gone into on my own. I don't think I know many people that would have that would go into this on their own. You know, yeah. I don't know a lot of people that like hard sci-fi. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's like family or friends. Mm. I feel the same. I don't know who I would recommend this to. But, I would recommend it to Trevor. You know what? I would also recommend right? it to Trevor. That's true. <laughs> He's like one of the only people. <laughs> um, I think I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I think overall it was, it was pretty good. The only reason that I even really wanted to look into it was because of the, the visual, the, the like promo visual where it was just this big, child in the middle of a forest like a big statue of a child that's why I was like what is that like <laughs> so that's why I recommended it I also didn't know it was going to be so super hardcore science what did you like what did you expect what did you think it was going to be about based on the promo honestly I had no expectations when I read the basic synopsis, I was just like, oh, it seems like there's an element of mystery here, which I really love. And of course there was, but that w- that kind of fell to the wayside a bit. I-, I know it was a genre that was incorporated, but it did not feel like a mystery at all. It was just sci-fi mm-hmm. and thriller. A little bit so, of espionage. like A little bit of espionage, just sprinkled in. <laughs> Yeah, I think going into the show with no expectations is a smart move because I had no spoilers because I hadn't heard of the show before you guys said we were going to watch it. So going good. into it, not, yes, I was doing really good this time with no spoilers, but going into it knowing nothing, it really was an experience because I don't think knowing anything would help you in the show going in. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, you're, it's, you're still going to be confused. It's still going to be an interesting experience the whole time. But yeah, I... I'm I'm happy I was able to watch it because I, I don't regret watching it. I'm, mm-hmm. It it was an interesting watch, but it's it's just definitely not a show that you would stumble on and just like stick through. I think knowing we were all watching it made it easier for me to keep going. Well, like for us, it's not something that we would actively seek out, but for other people, it might be. You know, I think it just depends. But I think at the same time, it's really good to sometimes step out of your comfort zone and watch something different. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt watching this. I was like, I probably never would have just picked this out of a lineup, Mm -hmm. but I'm really glad that we watched it. I feel like I, I solidified within myself. I am not a sci-fi writer, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just like, I can really respect the writers in that room because that was intense. It was intense. 
And I, it would be cool to be a fly on the wall just to see them breaking story and stuff like that and to see how they operate because it's, it's, it's got to be far, far different from like sitting in the room for Bob's Burgers. <laughs> so. All right. Any final thoughts? Um, I would say jump out of that comfort zone and watch devs. If you're even slightly curious, I would say watch it. It was a really well-written show. The visuals were beautiful. I love the score. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um. <laughs> and I, I recommend would, the subtitles just for subtitles. better understanding. <laughs> I would recommend it. I think it's it's just one of those things that you can appreciate it without fully needing to understand and be a STEM genius as well. So mm-hmm. I recommend. And I think especially if you liked Ex Machina, um, you should watch this too. Mm-hmm. I recommend yeah, support Alex Garland. Yeah, I recommend Sunshine and 28 Days Later as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Deanna. I'm Mercedes. <laughs> and I'm Angela. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Stay up to date on all things Red or Die Chicks at the WODC.com and follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at the Ride or Die Chicks, on Twitter at WODC underscore official, and on Facebook at the Ride or Die Chicks.